Everybody, guess what? This is Sean Clark, and we are dusting off the old microphones and the interfaces for computers, and we're relaunching Review Preview. Again. Me and Scott Painter. Yeah. You know what I'm thankful for? We just had Thanksgiving. We did. I am thankful for antibiotics. Oh, man. Did you know, you... it's been a long month for a lot of people. Yeah. There's and, been uh, I finally put up around. the white flag and took a Z-Pack over Did the you? weekend, and I feel so much better. You feel good? Yeah. Way to go, man. So we're back. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, there is sickness in my house Yeah. Um, for weeks on weeks. Yeah. It's just kind of slowly making its way through the family, but I think we're a little bit on the mend, hopefully. And anyway. Yeah, it, there's a lot of sickness going around out there. Yeah. Um, take your vitamins. Grandma yeah. says, take your vitamin C. That's right. Do you really think that an apple a day keeps the doctor away? I don't, but my kids sure th- try. <laughs> we go through a lot of apples in my house. We're in a season where it's really hard to get our kids to eat anything that they don't want to eat. Yeah. That's just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need to be stricter. Stricter. More strict. Meaner. Meaner. What? Definitely meaner. Meaner and stricter. Er. <laughs> <laughs> just dress up as the Grinch when you serve dinner. Yeah. There you go. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks, Thanksgiving was good. We, uh, I had the opportunity to make Thanksgiving dinner. So that was, yes, that was did. the first time I ever done that. Um, and you said it was amazing, right? Well, the turkey, it just, I don't know. <laughs> I ended up feeding the turkey was in the it, neighborhood cats. Was it cooked? <laughs> it was, was it cooked? Okay. It was totally cooked, but I'm just like, I just was it cooked too much? It was a little, probably a little dry. Yeah. The cats seemed to like it. Yeah. You know, they, they. You're still we, feeding that neighborhood cat? We have two neighborhood cats that come around, <laughs> and especially now that I'm feeding them, you know, well, it started with me feeding them salmon. Yeah. I had a little chunk of like leftover salmon. I think I was grilling the salmon, and it was like leftover, like on the grill. And so, like, I threw one down, and then they really started liking me. Yeah. After that's that. weird. I can't imagine why. Yeah. So, but they, they seem to like my turkey. Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll come back for more, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thanksgiving's over. Now we're, is tomorrow the first day of December? It sure is. At it least is. right now in this recording, whenever people listen yeah, to it. Yeah, whenever listen to it. It might yeah. be already yeah, December. Yeah, it's going to be December 1st tomorrow. And and that means that we started Advent um, this last Sunday. Yes, we Advent did. Advent started yeah. on November 27th. It's always fun. Sometimes people are, people are surprised. Like, oh, I didn't realize that Advent started. And I was like, no, it really does. It really starts right after, you know, the four weeks prior to Christmas. Really, five weeks leading up to it. So Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this week... Um, or this year, we, we decided to um, kind of pull out of the James series for for the month uh, where we celebrate Advent and really kind of focus in and hone in on those different um, aspects of what Jesus brings. So his hope, his peace, um, his love, and his joy. And then on Christmas Day, his light that he brings into the world. So so that's the season. That's the series that we're in. We're, it's, we're calling it Advent. Advent. <laughs> Advent. And we're going to be talking about those major ones. So this last week was the week of hope. So it was a very hopeful sermon. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is, is we use the word hope in a different way than the biblical authors use the word hope often, you know, um, a lot of times we say, you know, I hope I get what I want for Christmas, meaning there's, there's, there's some uncertainty there, you know, or I hope I get my spouse what they want for Christmas. And there were some chuckles with that one, right? Because it seems to be like the perpetual, difficult thing yeah. am i getting the right thing i don't know i don't maybe that's just a man thing i don't know or it's probably just a sean thing i think it's a child thing. <laughs> so so anyway so we we use the word hope but there's always this almost like level of 
uncertainty to it. Like sure. I hope the bears get a good draft pick or I hope that we get to do what there's a chance it might not happen. When the biblical authors use the word hope, um, they, they mean something completely different. Mm-hmm. It's not wishful thinking. It's like done deal certainty um, that something has something has occurred or something will occur and it's as good as done. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was my takeaway from the sermon too, was just that hope can be so fleeting and flaky mm-hmm. here for us in, in our perspective as you want to use a football analogy, I guess. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I was thinking of the Atlanta Braves because that's my uh, team. Yeah. In some years, my hope is a little bit higher. Yeah. And maybe that expectation is a little bit greater um, than a rebuilding year. Yeah. But uh, just to know from the biblical perspective, looking at hope, it's a certainty. And it was it was actually fun. I was catching up in my doing the counseling course here yeah. at church, and. I had to catch up on my reading so Tim Smith wouldn't hunt me down yeah. and, and force me to read it quickly. Yeah. But I was catching up on it just last night, and they actually used that sentence about hope where let's look at hope and how it differs for people and oh, wow. from the biblical perspective. So there you go. what you preached was actually backed up in by okay, uh, good. MacArthur. MacArthur? Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that's a good one to have in your corner. Yeah. I mean, so so I think when you think about the Braves, this 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 is the... We could have these high expectations and stuff like that, but I think when, when the biblical authors use that word hope, and and the analogy with the Braves, what I'd say is like it's like as if you could somehow get a DeLorean with a flux capacitor and go back in time after you knew that the Braves had already won the World Series, and then you're back in like you know 1985 or whatever it is from Back to the Future. Was yeah. it five, what one of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and you want to put all your money down. You're like, right. I, I, yeah. I am ready because I, I have what I would, what the biblical authors say is hope. Like they, there's a certainty the Braves will win the right. World Series or they won't win the World Series. Yeah. And so I know the end result. So that, that's, that's what the biblical authors are saying. So when Peter writes, he said, always be prepared uh, to give a reason for the hope that you have. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, well, I hope I, I, there's a chance Jesus might be who he said he was. There's a chance he might be coming back for us, yeah. but we're just trying to endure this exile period right now, and it's really hard. No. Peter says, no, be ready to give the reason for the hope. Well, the hope is the concrete teachings of what Jesus said in his death, burial, and resurrection, and then he says, hey, by the way, I'm coming again. Yeah. I'm going away to prepare a place, but I'm going to come again, and you can be with me where I am. So that's that's what our hope is. And so when, when Paul writes to the Ephesians, like at one point you were without God and without hope. Yeah. So that tells me the sad thing is a lot of people out there in the world have no, no capacity for real hope. Right. They If they don't have God, there's no hope. And I think that's one of the most heartbreaking things for me. A lot of times I do counseling ministry and meet with people and, and I'm like, unless you are found in Christ, there's no, there's no hope for you. Right. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't have any certainty. So the big, the big question was, what's the, what's the hope that the weary world can rejoice in? Right. And we answered it by saying, well, the redeemer came and the redeemer's coming again. Yeah. So, and I think if, as long as we place our identity in Christ, then we know that hope we know we can realize it's true. But when there's discouragement in our lives, it's really hard to have that hope. And there's a lot of people that are walking around, even those that know Christ, there's just a discouragement that's ruling their identity yeah. and it prevents them from having real hope. Right. And I would say too, when we say that, when we say that phrase real hope is like, even in the, the deepest, darkest, most discouraging times, that's when you can pray the prayer 
come Lord Jesus. You know, that, that, you know, cause like if you're living for just like a better life here and now, and I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like live your days in disarray and misery, mm-hmm. but, but the very end of scripture is, is, is encouraging us to, to ask God, would you come now? Come right. now. Yeah. Cause that's our hope that when I think Paul writes to Titus and he says, when our blessed hope, the, the appearing of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ appears or something like that yeah. in Titus. So I'm like, well, that's, that's what, that's what our hope is set in. Mm-hmm. I think Peter writes, he says, set your hope fully on the grace that's to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Sometimes we put our hope in all the wrong things, yeah. you yeah. know? So our only hope is that Jesus is going to come back and make all the wrongs right. So when he came the first time, you know, I kind of preached on this pretty hard, but when he came the first time, he came to deliver and to destroy, right? Um, and that's what he's going to do the second time. He's going to come back and he's going to deliver those who are eagerly awaiting his return, as it says in Second Thessalonians, or he's going to destroy you. I was like, I would much rather be delivered by him right. than, than face his destruction. So there's an urgent call for people to even right now, now you, you should turn, yeah, you know, and receive what's being offered to you. So. And, I, and if I could change anything to what you just said, it would be just the, the tense of the word deliver. We already are delivered. Yeah. Christ yeah. has already done that work. The battle is won already. Yeah. And that's why we have that permanent hope of expectation. Yeah. 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 And so we live in the, the already, but not yet is what the exactly. theologians say. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we've already been delivered, but we're, we're waiting for the kingdom and all of its fullness to come so that there is a, a day when, when all tears are wiped away, yeah. you know, and it's like, that's going to be a good day. Yeah. That'll, that'll feel like deliverance. Yeah. You know, for sure. So, Amen. Yeah. So this next week is, um, the topic and the idea of peace and pastor Danny Martinez is up to bat and he's going to knock it out of the park. Um, we're talking about the peace that's really, once again, only available in the one who's called the Prince of Peace. Right. You know, and we're encouraged in Scripture to let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. So we need to let him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure those things will come out as he preaches. I bet he's even prepared for it. Yeah, I think so. Or preparing. Yeah, could be even right now. Yeah. Uh, equipping hour is going to be kind of fun this week. Um, we introduced something last week. It's called Bible testimony time. And we had Shane hamster share just about what the Bible means to him. And we received so many good positive feedback from that. And so, uh, I'm going to be sharing about what the Bible means to me in the equipping hour. Cause we've been, we've finished our study on bibliology Mm -hmm. and now we're going to talk about just the practical, like what, you know, what does the Bible mean to our different people in leadership? So, yeah. And Danny's going to go sometime in the new year. So, yeah. Looking Should forward to it. A lot of good stuff. Hey, Sunday night, we have this thing called soup and carols, Scott. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. So when I heard you talking about it, I could only think of when I was a youth group leader back in Wisconsin. Yeah. And, uh, what we did is we made hobo stew. Okay. So everybody brings a can of soup and oh one my. big pot. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, of course, there's that's, always that's those. That's totally cl- like a youth group game. There's always these clowns in the group that find right, the most yeah. disgusting soup that they could find on yeah, the counter and yeah. then bring that. 
Um, well, did it have to be a soup or did it, could it be anything in it a was can? Soup, soup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, cause you could introduce a lot. Yeah. If it wasn't just strictly soup, it could be like something in a can. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out. Anyways, that was my first thought when you were talking about soup and Carol and I'm like, Oh, this yeah. could be good. Yeah. No soup and carols. So what it is, is if you come, you bring a pot of soup, you know, and then you share it with everybody and you, you're going it, to, it's going to be good. And we're going to have live music and singing and, and uh, it's kind of a, it's a good opportunity, I think, for us to invite people. You know, sometimes people don't want to go to a church service, but they might come to like a mm-hmm. Christmas sing-along, yeah. you know, because it's festive. And so it's kind of like a, a pre-evangelism type thing um, that I think could be good for our community. So I'm hoping that people, one, bring soup and two, I hope they bring their friends. And then... In separate pots, not yeah, one pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should be good. I think it's going to be a good night. Yeah. Are you co- are you coming? Maybe I, I think so. I love Christmas carols. Yeah, so very good. We're making a uh, chicken enchilada soup. It's mm, really good. That does sound good. Yeah. So, anyway, so a lot of stuff happening at the FCC. I yeah. know we have uh, we have men's breakfast on on Saturday morning, women's lunch on Saturday, services equipping our busy, soup and carols. Busy. Yeah. Good opportunities. Choir practice tomorrow night. Awana tonight. Just tons of stuff. So anyway. Drive safe out there, people. There you go. Yep. Enjoy the the snowy weather. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Take care. Bye.